because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. I, I really, it's, so you've seen those coffee makers where, uh, maybe you have, it like, you can turn it to one cup or two cups. It's like a dual, dual, it, two cups side by side. Anyways, it's at some hotel rooms. Um, and I, I went in there to make two cups. I poured two cups of water. I put my, both my cups in a little holder, but there's a little nozzle on the top where you have to go from one cup to two cups, but I kept it on the one cup. Mm. So it just, it, it busted its whole load on my one cup and mm. it's everywhere. <laughs> and now I tried to make a single cup of coffee and it's, uh, it's like malfunctioning. So <sighs> yeah, that's it. Well, it was pretty good because when you send me the link for StreamYard, I press it in and you have to allow me to come in. And so yes. I can hear everything that's happening in the meantime. And I didn't know that. There were several inappropriate words spoken by you in the coffee disaster. <laughs> so uh, it was it was an entertaining couple minutes for me anyway. <laughs> well, Robert, where are you? Are you you're in a hotel room? It looks like. And uh, yeah, what's going on with you? I'm in Chicago, Adam. I got here yesterday. I'm here to play the APP, what they're calling the U.S. Indoor Championships here at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Fun fact, Adam. Mm -hmm. You ready for a fun fact? Oh, always. So this convention center obviously hosts more things than just pickleball. This might be the first pickleball tournament's ever hosted indoors. Um, what is happening at the same time in conjunction with this pickleball tournament hosted by the APP is in an adjoining hall of this convention center, there is a there is another conference going on. And that event being held, Adam, is for how how do you say people that are into the furry lifestyle, if you will. Do you know what the furry lifestyle is, Adam? I, I wearing fur, I don't know. At all. It's people that like to dress up in f costumes, like a little fox oh. or a little bear, and then they like to interact like that, and not just interact like that, but also sometimes um, pursue, how do you say, sexual acts mm. based on wearing these furry costumes because it it um stimulates them and arouses them if you will is, is this like method acting so you stay in character to your animal correct oh wow okay is there is there crossbreeding or do you have to go with your breed oh that's animal? a good question i would imagine you can you can cross pollinate cross all you want yeah yeah well yeah. hey hey well i mean rob you've been crushing the app tour deep runs all the time but if you get busted out early, you know where to go on this one. Yeah, just across the hall. <laughs> cross the hall. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty wild. Like I, I just like I, I had to look it up because I looked out my window at this hotel and I just literally saw people dressed up in full fur costumes. I'm like, what is, what is happening? And then I just like googled like, like fur like Donald E. Stevens Convention Center events, and I found. Um, yeah, there's a big there's a big fur conference. America, gotta love it, dude. Yeah, to each his own, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's me. Yeah, and so 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 you're you're making this run at the APP. Quick little turnover over to MLP, which I will be there as well, which is a yep. nice little, you know, a nice little 
nugget for you that you get to hang out with your boy for a couple of days in person, which is seems to absolute, be rare these days. Absolute, absolute joy. I <laughs> my heart's already warm and mm -hmm. feels like my heart is like sitting at a fireplace and you know, rural Montana with like a log cabin and just a couple ciders, two seats kind of angled towards the fireplace and just a couple of uh, couple of old souls just talking about life. That's what that's what it feels like in my heart right now. Wow, that was very descriptive and very well done. There is, of course, in your cabin, snow flurrying outside, correct? Yeah, and it's yeah. not, you know, it's not those little small flakes. I don't mm -hmm. I don't do the small flakes. It's it's the big, it's the big girthy like that's not the right word. Uh, it's like the big um, mm, girth is always mm. the right word. Rob. <laughs> it's those big chunky flakes, you know, like chunky the flakes, ones that yeah. like yeah that you stick your tongue out mm -hmm. and it lands on it and you actually feel like you're getting hydrated. It's mm -hmm. not just uh, it's not just like a thing that melts on you, man. So that's 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 in my heart. And that's you, Adam. That's in my heart. Five and a half minutes in, and this is going to be a good episode. We're on fire. Yeah, early. it's going to be a new. It's going to be a new episode. Like obviously, we're you know, we're stroking each other's you know egos right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby! But we're going to jump into it. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty meat potatoes um, episode because what we've seen and what we've heard requested by the people is kind of like a ticker style where you know you have a list of topics three minutes each boom 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 so we're gonna hit we're gonna hit 10 topics today adam we're mm -hmm. gonna hit them at three minutes each as best as we're able you're gonna keep the timer hopefully mm -hmm. for you guys watching on youtube uh the dink who helps us publish this podcast will actually do a good graphic for us we'll see or if they're spending too much time doing the pickle pod podcast Ooh, maybe that's not fire I don't know. <laughs> yeah, shooting fires at the people that like have our podcasts, you know, right in their hands. Um, but hopefully, so this, they'll do this. They'll do a nice little graphic that shows mm -hmm. the ticker, that shows the time running out, that shows the topics listed, so they know what's coming up. I, what's the show? I, I don't watch a lot of like PTI. So you're you're PTI on uh, Sports Center. So so someone just randomly online suggested that we do this, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, because you know okay. what? You got to give people what they want. That's right. So, Simple as that, Adam. so you are Tony Kornheiser and I am Michael Wilbon. It sounds like you're the cooler guy, but well, sure. Kornheiser's he's kind of a dick, but you know, he, he get but he, he he it's bad cop, good cop, a whole different way. So yeah, uh, it's a good show. I used to watch it way back in the day. I didn't even realize it was still going. Uh but I, yeah. I, I like it. Uh the quick hitters and fire off some topics and uh let's get into it, kid. Yeah. So Topic number one is obviously what's uh, what's on everybody's mind and what everybody's talking about, which is which is the MLP email. Yes, that was up. That was up. That was <laughs> what? You yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That is yes, yes. And so, so how? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just going to set it up. How I understand it is well. You, you know what, Rob? You 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 actually got the email. So why don't you talk about it? Uh, yeah, essentially. I mean, if you don't know by now, they, in a nutshell, MLP execs reached out saying, hey, we uh, we are looking to do this merger with the PPA. We 
based on trying to make this a sustainable business over the next few years, over the long term, uh, for the future of the sport, we are going to request that you drop your agreed upon salary, yearly salary by 40% in exchange for a reduction of days, 40% of the days. So uh, most, most contracts were scheduled to have 200 days required to MLP for people that sign MLP contracts. It got dropped to 120 is what they're requesting uh, along with that 40% pay decrease. So it's a request. And towards the end of the email, they say, if you choose to not um, do that and to stick with your original contract, we will have to figure out how to maximize those 200 days, which felt a little bit like if you don't do this, we're going to we're going to really put you to work and doing random things and random places for yeah, I so that's that's kind of the that's kind of the gist of the email. Um, yeah, so that that's what it was. Like, yes, no, I know, I know. We got we got one minute left on this topic, uh, but I, I I just feel like no, no, it's it's not real. It's all just hope of what something can be, and I just feel like. It's easy to be blinded by that, given just the whole situation and the contract that you got, and you're good at hitting a wiffle ball with a composite paddle or a graphite paddle, and you just your head is here, and you got this contract, and how dare they? So I know that's a little bit of devil's advocate, but none of this is real yet, and it has a good chance to be, but none of it is. And let's be clear, I think that another option and no one wants to do this, including the MLP and PPA, is just to pull the ripcord. And really, none of it will be real with these contracts yeah. in terms of bankruptcy and possibilities. This is this is intense. Yeah, so that's that's how I see it. And I know I'm not a player anymore, and that might hurt some hearts to hear. But that's a bit how I see it. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what the – I think what is real, though, are the contracts that are countersigned. You know, what do you so, mean? Explain to me. Yeah, I mean, correct. We're not in 2024, right? But we have signed contracts for 2024, 2025, mm -hmm. 2026. Uh, when they committed this money as a professional organization, as business owners, as you have to know what you're committing to. You have to know that you've are going to have the financial backing to pay these, to pay these salaries and to pay, you know, the payroll that you've laid out and literally signed contracts with every player. Um, so that's honestly, that's on them. Like you have to, you have to know what your, you have to know what your finances are. You have to know how much you're committing and you're going to have to know you can pay that. So why, why is that on us to, to, be responsible for that because they're you guys this is heavy league. hitting business people and you guys yeah. are pickleball players that's yeah i mean that's a simple yeah. way of saying it we didn't we didn't make up these salaries you guys you guys you guys wrote us contracts and sent them to us and we signed them we didn't we didn't take this money from you we didn't 
we didn't strong arm you into you paying us and signing these contracts. So you, sh you should have known what you're able to pay and what you're not able to pay to come, to come to us less than, you know, to come to us and give us a, basically a two day deadline to respond to this 40% reduction. It's insane. And to do it a month before we're supposed to get paid before the contract's actually supposed to start even more insane. So yeah. And, and just the whole, I, I know we're running out of time here, but the whole, the whole view of it, of like, um, kind of MLP and PPA exec saying like, you know, players should be doing this for the good of the sport so we can make this last long term. Okay, sure. But you guys shouldn't have signed contracts that you can't pay. That's all I got. No, that was great. I, I, I made my stance and you just rebuttaled it perfectly. That's, that's what this is all about. And perfect segue into another uh, one of our ticker topics for this MLP uh, situation is the different stages of life that so many of these players are in. I mean, it's a huge variety and to, you know, for a early twenties, single player, man or woman to take a bit of a cut and have that comfort of, of being in the mix moving forward for possibly the next decade or 15 years is a lot different than Rob, no offense. You're an older gentleman. Uh, even your partner you're playing with at the APB, Andre Deescu, you got Eric Lang, you got Tina Pisnik, and all these players in their 40s. It's a big difference. And how is that affecting your thought process uh, with all of this? Yeah, it's a it's a huge piece, right? Like I was actually talking to Andre last night, and um, I mean we've you, we've all seen how fickle all of this is, right? This can it can go away. It 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 there's maybe a high likelihood that it does. Um, so for, for guys like Andre and I, um, yeah. Are we willing to defer to, to more long-term views and long-term money as players? Don't think it really makes a lot of sense for us. Um, if I'm, yeah, if I'm, you know, Ignatowicz or somebody that's like in my early twenties, mid twenties, whatever. And I know I've got 10, 15 years of, of really high quality uh, runway, then I'll play the long game, no problem. So, um, and I think that's that's something that the leagues and organizations should also consider. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, I think it very it very much matters where you're at in terms of your life, and it, not so much life, right? It's like it's your your pickleball ability, where you're at is where you're at. That's you know what your value is. But to sustain that over the next five, 10 years, that's that's a different story, right? No, absolutely true. And that's, I mean, even me being out of the mix now is definitely something that I thought of pretty seriously right off the bat and 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 how different it is. And I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, perfect little microcosm of my life is, you know, when I first got into pickleball, even though I was in my mid thirties, I was that early twenties guy. That's how my lifestyle was at the time and yeah. how different it is now, especially with the new baby and being married and, and this and that. I, it's not even the, the two thought processes aren't even in the vicinity of each other. It's yeah. so, so, so different. Uh, so I think that that's just a good point and something to bring up when we're talking about these contract negotiations is how each one is very, very unique. Uh, so uh, that's that's a good point. And hey, one, we went way over and one, we're right on the three minute mark. So, hey, 50 percent hey, ain't bad. It's going to be this is going to be a little trial and error. We're going to do our best here. Uh huh. 
Uh, okay, moving on. We have a PPA San Clemente coming up, actually starting today with the singles format. And uh, it's pretty cool, I think. I have it pulled up on Pickleball Brackets. We have two pools of four. And just to be and, clear, I'm just uh, so this is because I don't I don't know a ton about what's going on with it. Mm. This is would you compare this to like the season ending ATP where like because I think that's like the top eight players, right? So yeah, is this exactly pretty, right. okay? Yeah, so it's it's a point situation. I know there was a draft. I don't know exactly how that worked, and it turns out that quite a few of the standard teams stay together, but we do have quite a few new teams as well. So I do believe how you were ranked allowed you to pick a certain player for your partner in gender doubles and mixed doubles. And we have the matchups and then of course singles that does not matter. So uh, two pools of four, two teams uh, advancing uh, two out of three to 11 win by two for all of the matches. And I think this is, this is pretty cool and just, a similar but different uh, format for this PPA, we'll call it traditional tournament style. And I am I think it's cool and I'm excited. I'm going to uh, MLP San Clemente and I'm going a couple days early. So I'm going to get a chance to check this out and see how the, the vibe is, how the players are enjoying it and the fans. Uh, and I think it's I think it's going to be positive. And all the all the teams in the pool play each other. Right. So there's four teams. So they'll play three matches in pool play. Correct. Exactly right. And, you know, it's the standard MLP stuff. You know, it's total matches one and then it goes down to game one point differential head up matchup, all, all that stuff criteria to, to move along in the tournament. Uh, I love I, it, I, dude, I just love if that was the, the MLP format. What, a group of four and two come out? Is that what you're saying? Uh, more so than just the side out scoring. Uh, the side out scoring. Because it sounds like that's like just sounds fun like that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm with you. So, I mean, I think anything, anything a little different, uh, especially on the, on the, the PPA standard, uh, new tournament new partnerships too, right? Yeah. New part, quite, quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few. So let me see here. Oh, I got the singles picked up, but I think I saw, I think I saw like a Riley and Vivian David, you know, just a couple like, okay, I could, I could see where that could work and they could be for, formidable. Yep. And obviously that's just one, there's several differences, but we still have, uh, you know, uh, the standard, we have Matt and Lucy are playing together. I think Callie, Callie and Lucy are playing together, you know, those kind of situations. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both though. So uh, some of the same, some different. And I think that's, that's a good recipe for sure. People always like uh, new partnerships. And I think on, on the note of what, uh, I wish I saw a little TikTok. How are we doing on time? Perfect. You got about 20 seconds. Let it go. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I, I think people like new partnerships and, I know some people that are signed with MLP. If we don't agree to this drop, we're not we're not going to be allowed to play PPAs. So you're going to have only the signed players playing PPAs, and it's going to get stale as you know. That, that's what the kids say. They say AF, right? A Stella E, yeah, Stella F. Stella. Sure, sure. No, that's, okay, that's, that's a great thought to to finish off that topic and yeah. moving on. Uh, two out of three on time. Let's go. Uh, APP Chicago. Oh yeah. And you, you have a, you have a pretty serious couple days here with the transition from APP Chicago to MLP San Clemente. I know that we have, uh, quite a few teams not going to be there and we'll talk about that format here in a little bit. Uh, tell me uh, what you think about your quick transition from APP Chicago and this kind of abbreviated MLP tournament in San Clemente. Yeah, well, for just APP Chicago first. I mean, it's uh, it's the last last tour stop of the year. Uh, APP switching formats next year 
as well. I think they're going to just have 12 tournaments um, and they're, they're structuring contracts as well. I don't know if many people know that or have talked about that. The APP is getting, you know, they've got a public contract out there, player contract that anybody can read. I didn't realize that, but the, it's just, it's nice to see the transparency, right? And it's the same deal for all players, period. Um, so it's like a standard contract. It's basically if you play 12 tournaments, all 12 tournaments, then you essentially get double the prize money. If you play six tournaments, you get 1.5x the prize money. If you play less than six, you just get the standard prize money. Um, so, and and they're basically doing away with all appearance fees. So it's like you're going to play, you're going to earn, you're going to earn your, you're going to earn your keep. They're paying to the top nine positions. Um, if you lose before the quarterfinals, you are in the backdrop playing for ninth place. Um, if you make it to the quarters and lose, you're out single elimination, essentially, if you get to the quarters and then you're in the top eight and you get paid accordingly. Um, so I think pretty exciting changes. I, I, I'm a fan of the come around, but you know, we're evolving We're it'll be easier to schedule that kind of thing. Obviously less matches in the day to get things to run on time. So I understand what they're doing. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's able to play the APPs moving forward based on how these how these new contract negotiations shake out and what the schedule is. I think that's another part of the, the insane part of this MLP uh, PPA stuff with the contract is they're doing a day's requirement, but I have no idea, literally no idea, like what my schedule would be and like what I would have to play. And like even as soon as January, it's like how can you just commit me to 200 days or 120 days without giving me any kind of like framework of what the dates are so I can plan my life. I'm a real person. I've got like stuff I want to do and things I want to do and places I want to go. And it's not my whole life. So how can I, yeah. How, how can you just say 200 days or whatever without giving me any kind of dates and a schedule? It's crazy, crazy. So uh, I was trying to figure out what I can play next year and what I'm going to play. I'd like to play a lot of APPs that I, I, you know, I think it's a super fun tournament to play. The competition's good. Um, they run a good tournament. They're good people. I don't ever have to worry about getting paid. It just comes directly into my bank account. It's 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 fun. It's a good environment. Um, APP Chicago last one of the year, playing with Andre, playing with Simone, and then um, got a quick turnaround Sunday night when I fly out of Chicago straight to Orange County. All right. No, I didn't. Even... How was that? How was that three minute for Chicago? Was that on three minutes? I forgot to start the timer. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad there. Uh, no, that that was perfect. I didn't even know all the exact specifics of some of that APP stuff. And I, I, I like it. I think that's pretty cool yeah. with the kind of half come back around uh, with the possible nine plays, just give them something to yeah. play for. And, you know, you got some, you got some hungry, talented kids over there on the APP. Uh, you know, that uh, they, they like that opportunity to, to show off their talents and, uh, having something to play for in the backdrop seems, seems good to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, so yeah, going into San Clemente, really quick turnaround mm -hmm. have, um, so Andre and I are on the same flight from, cause his team Orlando squeeze are playing on Monday at two, I believe uh, 10. Mm -hmm. at 10. Okay. So yeah. So our match, uh, St. Louis shock, we're playing BLQK at 8 AM Monday morning. Andre and I fly out of Chicago at 7 PM from O'Hare Yep, hard eights. Uh, we we land, I believe, at 11 p.m. in Orange County. I'm not going to be in bed before probably 12:30 or one. Wake up at 6 a.m. for an 8 a.m. match. 
it's a uh, yeah, it's a brutal turnaround, and it's it's also kind of brutal because I might be making this whole trip. You know, I'm based in Florida. I might be making this whole trip uh, to play literally an hour and a half match. Then it's done, and then and then. <laughs> And then what? Yeah. And yeah. So, so, so I believe we have we have three challenger teams. So the winner of your match will play the Heart Eights, mm -hmm. and then we have four premier teams that are going to have a little little four four team tournament as well. So uh, we mentioned the abbreviated event, but still still pretty some pretty quality matches uh, uh, up there. And yeah, I I, hey, I I hope we play you guys in the finals for challenger because you're right. That'd be a quick hitter 90 minutes and just fly back to Florida from, from San Clemente. So yeah, uh, part of the deal, but not ideal either. Not ideal, especially on going on. It'll be, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty typically pretty tired uh, after these APPs. And I usually um, partially due to partially due to Crohn's uh, body just gets beat up a little bit and super fatigued and takes a little bit to recover. Uh, don't feel it like while I'm playing, but definitely hits me like a couple days after. So it'll be an interesting quick turnaround. Um, hopefully I'm playing men's and mix on Sunday and then, um, yeah, get to, get to go to San Clemente. I don't even, uh, to be honest, dude, I don't even, it's as a, as a challenger player, dude, the, uh, just my dude, my, so the, I just, the, the reward for going is versus like the time and the flight and the travel and coming right off a tournament, the quick turnaround. It's like a part of me like doesn't even want to go and play. I'm going to play because obviously I like to compete. I want to, you know, play with my teammates, but um, like my flight, my, cause I had one, I had one flight option, right? I'm flying like row 34 middle seat economy of United for like $600 one way. Like that's the only flight I could get on basically to where I get to where I get in at a reasonable hour and not like LAX at midnight and then drive an hour and yada, yada. So it's expensive. Then, um, you know, obviously hotel for probably one, you, you one to two nights in California is not cheap. And then, uh, you know, flight back across the country and, you know, my appearance fee for challengers 1500. And then, uh, I mean, they do give a 1500 stipend, so, you know, 3K there, but you look at Martin, who's flying from Florida as well. His, his appearance fee is 750, um, his round trips, flights, whatever. He, he doesn't spend too much time away from his family. So I don't know if his whole family's going or not, but if he flies, if he goes with the whole family, he is, he's netting a solid negative. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's just, yeah. It does. And then also obviously with like them asking for a 40% pay reduction, like that doesn't feel great. Like none of it feels good. Like I'm not stoked to like go compete for them um, to help grow their league. Like, you know, when they're, when they're basically, yeah, just toying, toying with contracts. So it's uh, yeah, not, it all feels funny and not great, but. Well, at least. Robert, at least we have a nice confetti background today. So that's gonna brighten, <laughs> that's going to brighten up your spirits a little bit. And, you and, went in a new pod format. You went well over the three minutes. Yeah, but I, thought, I thought it was good stuff, and so I, I wasn't going to snip you right there. So I let it Dude, fly. Snip me, snip I me. I need accountability. Stuff. It was good stuff. It's good okay. stuff. Okay. Uh, a little chat about uh, some twenty twenty four possible MLP uh, format, and it's not ironed out yet. But a couple of things that I've heard is. One league, 24 teams, no challenger. I've also heard that there 
could be an option where we would still have a challenger and it could be uh, kind of a different allocation of, of teams. It could be 16, eight, uh, 16 and premier eight and challenger, or it could be the standard 12 and 12 again. So all options I believe are still on the table. No one has made a final decision there. What do you think about those three options? Do you have a preference? Yeah, I, my preference is to have one standard league. It's major league pickleball, right? So let's have it be major league pickleball. When you when you split when you split it 12 12 16 8 whatever, it feels it feels like it's not major league pickleball. It challenger feels like it's essentially minor league. So um I, I don't like it. I think I think we should just follow kind of a pro league format where you have a couple divisions whatever for for however many divisions you want to do. Don't care. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't see any issue with, with number one players playing with the 48th player, like the, the margin has gotten smaller and smaller. The talent pool has gotten deeper and deeper. Like if you had like, so Martin would, Martin was the 48th pick Martin Emmerich on my team. And he is, he is a great player he can play with anybody he he would be absolutely fine playing with anybody against anybody certainly playing with the number one player so i don't see i don't see that being an issue in terms of quality i think that's going to be absolutely fine and i also think it's great because that's the whole premise of mlp is you get different partnerships if you split it 12 and 12 again we're going to have you're just going to have the same crew of players playing the same people again which is fine it's it's good pickleball it's exciting because it's mlp format but I think it'd be super fun to see um, number one play with number 48. It would just be, it would, I think it would be a blast. Yeah. And the, I, I, I agree. And I think that, I mean, just, I mean, just one year ago, depth could have been an issue. And I, I think it has shrunk so much that no one is, no one's just really going to get full on exploited. Sure going to have some patches with some errors, going to get lit up a little bit. Of course, you're playing against the best players in the world. But I, I find it hard to believe that it's just going to be a disaster and the product is going to suffer that much from the situation. So I think proof's in the pudding too, dude. It's um, like if you look at the last MLP, you had, you had Fudge and Barr that came up to Premier, got called up. I think they went like they had losing records, I believe, maybe not both of them, but you know, I, I think they might have had both losing records and challenger and then had 500 or better record in premier. So it's, it's like, obviously, you know, challenger players can play with anybody and those, you know, challenger results aren't really indicative of what their results will be in premier. And that's, that's shown that's, that's shown to be the case. Okay. I have a note here, Rob. Perfect timing on the three minutes. Well done, sir. Overall landscape across the board. What is that? I don't remember that one. We talked about it, but I don't remember. Yeah, just kind of kind of what it's what everything's looking oh, like across. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. APP, you have next gen, you have PPA, obviously, you have MLP with the team stuff, um, NPL with senior pros. Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah, so we were just gonna talk about kind of what does everything look like a year from now, or what does everything look like you know, in terms of like the long-term aspect of, of the pro sport. I feel like everyone has a place. Maybe that's just being naive and silly, but I mean, you, like you said, the NPL, uh, you get, you got the seniors involved, you, you have the minor league pickleball. And then of yep. course that, you know, the APP next gen where there's a bit of a pipeline or, you know, just a little help 
financially or, or coaching wise to kind of get some of those teenagers uh, up into the mix. So, you know, when you obviously the head, the head of the snake is, is that MLP PPA merger, but there's some pretty quality entities uh, underneath. And, and I, I think having kind of that stepping stone approach uh, to, to, and have some options where you just, just don't have to get thrown to the wolves uh, makes it great. And I think will give, quite a few players or or uh, give them those options or that ability to kind of go for it or, or get in the mix more than if we had maybe less and more uh, uh, consolidated as even though consolidation is good for a lot of ways. So I, I like it. And I think the stepping stone approach a little a little, uh, uh, you know, spot for everyone is great. Yeah, I think what what I've been impressed with just kind of playing some APPs this past year is I, I thought it was so silly when I first heard about it or saw it was next gen. I was like, this like, dude, like, what are we doing? This isn't it's not tennis. Um, but to see some of the like, it feels like it has been a pretty solid developmental tool in terms of bringing players along. Like I've seen players like that started with that that I had never even heard of or, you know, like didn't even know their name to now like meddling at meddling at some of these APPs like, like Richard Livernese has gotten, he's gotten very good and he's continuing to improve and it's, um, you know, junior mint, Jack Monroe, you got Riley, like there's a Riley boner. There's a lot of, there's a lot of players that have really developed through the system um, by getting coaching um, from Chad. I know you helped with them for a little bit. And it's, it's been interesting to see because they've um, it's, I think it's been good because it's kept them focused. It's kept them, it's, it's given them support to go to a lot of these tournaments uh, to get experience like in England, for example, for the English open. It's just, yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen it kind of go full circle and I've, I've been impressed with what they've been able to do in terms of actually develop players. Yeah. I, I think kind of in the moment when I was playing there, there was just so many times that there was a younger player, man or woman, where you just didn't even think about them. You just didn't even consider it. It was always four yeah. and one, you know, yeah. you, you never considered losing. And then a few months go by some, maybe they get a little bit better partner. They get a little bit stronger with their mental and physical game. And all of a sudden you're like, making more mistakes with them and you're losing (laughs) hands battles to them. And you're like, what the hell happened? And you know, on the outside looking in or being out of the mix now, I think that's pretty cool. Even though in the moment you're like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, It's great. It's great. I don't see how that can be bad. Uh, It's, it's just all good stuff. Yeah. And this actually leads, I don't know how we're doing on time, but it feels like we're probably close to it, but that leads perfectly into our last, our last uh, topic in terms of development. Yeah. So we have, uh, we, we were discussing right before we, we click that button, just how important it is to have, even if it's well in the future or it might be a little unattainable, just to have a possibility of having a goal as a younger player playing a sport. That could be a pipe dream. Hey, I want to get to the Olympics. It could be, hey, I can get a college scholarship. Hey, I can possibly go pro in this sport if I develop, uh, you know, very quickly. So I, I think that that is a really big thing and having the, the youth and the juniors and having that option all the way through, whether it's starting at four or five or six or 10, 11 or 12, whatever it may be. Uh, and when you get those things in place and have that, it's it, like some of the other bigger sports. And that's when really 
the pipeline starts. Uh, any thoughts on that from you? Yeah, I think I think for kids, like let's call it elementary school, middle school, uh, to play pickleball, outside of it just being like a fun PE type game, social type game, if you want kids to really take it seriously and focus like, you know, like we did in tennis, for example, as a kid playing junior tennis, then they have to have some kind of long-term outlook for the sport other than just having fun playing it, whether that's a college scholarship, whether that's being able to play on the pro tour, uh, if there is a pro tour at that time. So, I mean, I think, I think that's why, you know, everybody talks about this is a great participation sport and it is, it's fantastic. It's uh, it's social, it's fun. It gets people moving. Um, but if we want the youth and juniors to, to really kind of carry the torch and carry the sport into the next generation, they need to have something to, to play for and to look forward to. And if the pro aspect goes away or gets dwindled to where people can't make a living doing it, they're going to have less incentive to, to keep playing this beautiful sport of pickleball. So that's why I do think it's incredibly important that we make pro pickleball viable long-term. Um, and I think, dude, I think APP is doing it. Has, they've been just chugging along, doing it the right way, not trying to go too fast. I think um, that that's probably the route to go, right? Um MLP PPA. I hope hopefully they can they can find the funding in the short term to to turn a media deal to do whatever it takes to to figure it out. But um, I, that's that's why I do think the pro aspect so important is to inspire the youth, or at least have it like on the college level where you can get a scholarship and it becomes a sanctioned sport and uh, for NCAA. So yeah, I think I think the youth are the future, and we need to give them something to play for. Yeah, I, I like that stepping stone approach. You're not just, you know, playing at your local park or a pro. You you have some options in the middle. Hey, maybe you want to take a crack at minor league pickleball at when you're 20 to 21. Just see how it goes. Those kind of things are important, and, and all that stuff. Uh, it, it's huge. It's just, it's just really huge. And you even mentioned in that little uh, mini rant about some of the crazy social aspects of it. And I think that that is the key for me. I always found this out with poker as well. There's so many stories about whatever, lonely people, people lost a loved one, lost a wife, whatever. They have a community. You can go play and you can have fun, get exercise and be social. Social is, it's a fact. There's so much research on it. Social is great for longevity. It's great for quality of life. It's great for so many things and so many people want it. They just don't have an avenue uh, uh, to, to get out there and do it. And pickleball provides that. And that is just, I, th I think, just one of the coolest things about the sport. And I just, there's no way that's going away. It will be a social sport forever. And on that, on that note, kind of the shadow side of that has been interesting just to kind of, e even in my own life and even observing it playing, uh, you know, pickleball is unique where you're on the same side of a court playing doubles with somebody in close proximity, not so much like tennis doubles. Like this is more like you're more like intertwined with this, with this partner. You know what I mean? Um, your emotions affect their emotions. Like it's, it's been, it's also just incredibly interesting in terms of like growth interpersonally, knowing how to communicate with people, um, you know, you, you run into, like, like you said, it's incredibly social, uh, but you also are running into 
people from all different walks of life with all different personalities that you have to learn how to manage differently, which is also a very cool aspect just in terms of growing as a person and learning how to communicate better. Yeah, there you go. Talk about a little variety. I just happened to have the the women's <laughs> singles uh, pulled up for this this uh, uh, PPA San Clemente, and you have Kansas City, Missouri, Tucson, Valleyford, Washington, Naples, Florida, Natchitoches, Louisiana, Seymour, Tennessee, and Village of Gulf, Florida. I mean, the entire <laughs> country is covered. Variety, yeah. not just from locations, but personalities. All that stuff is amazing, and not to mention how. I think it's just so great how even men and women are. It, it I mean, it, yeah. and, and these these juniors, the 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 college intramurals, there's there's not any different. It's guys and girls yeah. playing. They're on the same level. There's there's no just some random no six, overpowering six yeah. four guy dunking dunking the basketball or hitting a hundred eighty mile per hour serve. There isn't any of that. It's such a great sport for the masses. Everyone can play. Uh, not just ages, but genders. And, you know, that's, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Uh, pickleball. No, I'm, not, I'm not, sorry. I know, oh, I know. Go. I got, I got more. Go, to go. Rob, go. Got, well, you just, you're just like trigger. Like you're not triggering stuff. Like you're just like, I, I just am though. I am Maybe bringing I stuff up that, that I, I, that I do want to talk about. And I know we Hey, we stuck to the script pretty good here. Three minute session, top 10, 10 like topics. We did good. But just in terms of kind of the, the female side of it um, is that I saw, I saw a post recently from I think Sportico on Twitter saying that women's athletics has had a 300% increase over what was forecasted over the past, however long. And it was like over a billion dollars worth of revenue generated from women's sports. You like Twitter, year. don't you, Rob? I saw that I, too. I, I do like Twitter. <laughs> you like Twitter too, obviously. I do. I, I just, do I, like dude, I, I think that's, I think that's really cool. And um, uh, I've, Call me crazy, but like I, I think women. Uh, it's not. It's not even a. It's not even crazy. It's. Uh, I've been watching. This might sound crazy. I've been watching a fair amount of college women's basketball. Mm. Uh, but not not just any college women's basketball. I've been watching. Um, so my girlfriend Malin, she is from Iowa. Went to the University of Iowa, and Iowa just Iowa's women's basketball team sells out every game, like bar none. Even they they travel well they'll sell out other arenas like that's how big women's basketball is and it's not just because it's women's basketball it's because they have a player named caitlin clark which i believe is like is like one of these generational athletes where if they are playing you want to watch because you don't know what they're going to do it's like she's she's like that she's that good and that impressive and there's only like a couple other players that i can think about in my lifetime that i've like that i felt that way about and like Michael Jordan growing up, I would turn on like, you know, WGN and you'd see like the the lights go out in the arena in Chicago and you'd see the Bulls logo and then they'd call Michael Jordan and I would just, I, dude, I'd be glued to the TV for that entire game. And same with, same with Tiger Woods. I, like if, when he was playing, dude, I don't care what tournament it was. I am watching him because he's like, you never know what he's going to shoot, what kind of shot he's going to pull off. And Caitlin Clark's the same. So I'm here for women's sports. Let's go. Let's go. And, and, and one more for me too. I, that none of that was a knock on women. I talked about a six, five guy dunking the basketball. I talked about a, a six, five guy overwhelming with a 180 mile per hour serve. I am the female there. That's what people did to me. 
And so that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I wasn't yeah. knocking women at all. No, I was saying not. that's what happened to me. And so I relate. And so that's exciting that I can compete at pickleball at, at such an even playing field and, and perfect time to end right there, Rob. The ultimate neutralizer, baby. Ultimate neutralizer. We're all pickleball people right here. Uh, thanks for being with us. We'll see you all next time. Adam, just last thing, I just want to say I appreciate you. I know you have a lot going on with with your with your child, with Corinne, the holidays. So thank you for being here and making the time. And I, I really like it, it. I have fun doing this. It makes me happy. So I hope I hope to do more of this very soon. Bye bye. Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Yeah.